So, so you're going to start this thing off or what? Bro, you can't just let me get a moment nah. so I can enjoy what's going on. Nah. We got to go and introduce it right away. Yeah, just jump right into it. We got we got to rush this episode. It's quick. rush it? I heard it's quickie. That means we got somebody important on the yeah. episode. Sometimes we just got to do the fast. <laughs> gotcha, bro. You know, the quickie. If this is the first time tuning in, you're watching For the Love podcast, a podcast that's about culture. It starts in the barbershop and we broadcast it out to the world. If uh, you don't know how this works, please like, comment, and subscribe because that goes a long way. Today we have a very, 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 very special guest. You guys got that? All right. A bunch of varies. A lot of varies. It's a bad news reunion. That's why I'm wearing this hat. To my left, we got the one and only, one half of the curses, the co-host for For the Love podcast. We got Pretty Boy Johnny right here, a.k.a. Johnny K. I like Pretty Boy In the middle, we got the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Bad. The goat. Wow. <laughs> Tall like, Cooperman. Tallest guy. I was like, yo, no, 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 no. Hey. Wow. Hang out the clap. The clap. Woo. And then we got I Don't Stumble on the Mic No More Dricks. I don't stumble. Nah. <laughs> or was it I'm funny on the mic now? Yeah. I'm, I'm funny, funny on the mic like, now. Hey, say something funny. Jose Sosa. Oh. <laughs> El Monstro. Wow. El, El Monstro. Monstro. Oh, yeah, that shit always funny El to me. Monstro. Anyway, so uh, are we? So uh, with our guests, usually we just let them do an elevator pitch. You yeah, let's get that. Pitch I, I don't want to do no. Come on, just give us a little just short little swing. Just what give do you us want? Like a, just, just who are us, you? Like the tall, like if you had to tell. I don't tell anybody. I don't know. I'm, I'm not That's perfect. To That's enough, up. I guess. Right? I guess you got to do it then. All right. You want me to do it? Or you want I mean, to do it? You have, I don't care. I'm just not gonna. I'm definitely not gonna be doing it myself. <laughs> he gave you a lot of areas yeah, to like, begin with. Let me, what floor hey, are we on? We're gonna. We're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> what elevator? Like, are we on the roof? Like, how many floors are we going down? How, how about this? We sprinkle some of it along the way. Sure. Go ahead. I think it's also very important. You know, Matt was uh, telling me how we should start this podcast, and it was like, how did you meet Tall? Because a lot of people know mm. Tall, but not many people can kind of like pinpoint where they met him or what's the connection right so for the first time i met tall i was cutting his hair it's probably like eight nine maybe ten years ago nine years ago yeah he didn't talk to me and i have his phone number his wife booked his appointments for him and he just came in was on the phone the whole time and left right and it was like until like maybe three or four haircuts we started kind of like talking to each other i was like this guy's pretty cool and it came full circle for me because back in new york when i had long hair i had this blog that was called food clothes and tattoos and i used to sneak into this thing called agenda with fake press passes and when i started talking to him i was like no fucking way bro that was you and that was kind of like the biggest interview I had today was uh, Jeff Staple, and he yeah. only granted me he only granted an interview to us that day, and we had like we were not legit at all, so it was kind of like shocking that we got to interview him. So then you know, Tall was like, "Yeah, that was me and my homies." I was yeah. like, "What do you mean that was like you and your homies?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, my brother owns it." And I was yeah. like, "Oh, like agenda?" And he was like, "Yeah." And then you know, he subtly drops these things, but that's kind of like how I met Tall, and then over the years we just built a relationship on the beauty of barbering, which is dependability, you know, reliability. Barbers are therapists. Correct. Oh. oh. 
It's like it's like I just contradicted myself, but I'm gonna go with it. You just sit in a chair with somebody you don't know. You just start telling him all your problems. It was crazy to me that you know Tall would fly in from California to get a haircut, and at that time. He hadn't started working for this. Uh, can I say where you were at? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He hadn't started working for this little casino called. Uh, it was Dre's. Dre's, yeah. yeah. Not the casino. So I was like, oh, cool. I could go out. <laughs> He's out like, yeah, clubs. come through. And it was like him waiting for me in the front. And I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm going to walk you in so you don't got to wait. And it was totally new to me that, you know, the guest list and like there's GA and all this shit. And I was like, what, what are all these people doing outside? And they're like, oh, they can't come in yet. And I'm like, so what are you doing here? And he's like, ha, I kind of run this place. (laughs) In my head, that's what I heard. He didn't say that, but (laughs) that's kind of how it started. Bro, I saw you at the GA line the other day. What's the GA line? (laughs) What's the GA line? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Because Tall works somewhere else. You know that drives no more. Man, I think you like kind of jumped in. I was going to let Tall explain that story because I think maybe Tall had a little bit more maybe to tell about how he connected with you. And then, like, his first experience, he probably was just texting Abby this the whole guy. time going, this guy is whack. He didn't talk. <laughs> he was like, yo, talk. some He's dude's waiting lying. for me up front. We <laughs> didn't talk. He just, like, came in, you know. It was, so it was like a five-minute interaction? I fly from here to go back home to get haircuts. Mm. And mm. then, because uh, the Big same cheater. girl's been cutting my hair since high school. Okay. So mm. I trust her. I trust her so much. You know, she's like a sister to me. And, uh. And uh, Abby was like, there's a couple of guys at, you know, Hakkasan at the time that were getting haircuts. And she's like, they they get just the way you like it. And I was like, no, no. I got to go all the way back. <laughs> I'm like, and she's like, it doesn't make sense, you know? And I was like, she's like, just go one time. And I went, I didn't really talk to Sosa. And I was like, hey, nice to meet you. He was playing cool. I was playing cool. And then third or fourth time, like he said, you know, we started talking and then we brought up the agenda thing, you know, um, and I was like, yeah, that's my best friend. And, you know, I, I ran marketing or, you know, whatever the fuck I did, you know, blew it up. Right. It um, up. um, so were you getting like weekly haircuts then, or was this like, more not like- yet. I think it was like every other week or every three weeks. You didn't trust me. in the beginning. Yeah. Were I did. Like- I would still fly back. I yeah. get a haircut. And I'd be like, shout out. Go back. Don't, don't touch the top. Her name's Veronica. She's still one of my dearest friends and, uh, she's married to my good friend, Pat. Uh, out in LA? In LA, yeah. West but, Hollywood? Uh, d- no, Gora Hills, where I grew up. Gora Hills? Okay. Yeah. Uh, did, you, uh, did you book him or did uh, Abby, Abby book did. him? Abby booked him, for sure. I don't even... I didn't, I, we didn't, like, literally legit. He came in, he sat down, yeah. and he's like, cut my hair. And I was like, how? He was like, I don't know. Yeah. And I was like, I don't all know. right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Because funny story, full story is like Tall introduced me to you as well, right? right. Like, and I was saw Tall got a crispy fade one day, yeah. and I was like, where'd you get that? And he's like, I got this guy, but it's it's kind of expensive. And I'm like, I don't mind. you know. And I went there, and I remember talking to you. And then I think the first day I was like fanboying hard. I'm like, I know Tall Cooperman. Hello? Hello? I know Tall Cooperman. <laughs> Are you open? Hello? So, hello? You're from the Bay. He's from L.A. You guys bump heads. Ain't no way you guys just let that shit slide. I don't. I don't care for sports that much. No, so no, like, no. Uh, we culture. don't like. We culture. don't like. He cultures me on sports. Like, I think, Yo, like, you gotta like this team. Ever, like, I love this team. I, that's, <laughs> a funny, that's a hell of a funny story, though. It's like. I, and I always like to tell this one. I told it on the pod once or twice, uh, our, our other pod. And I Tall came into work one day. I was uh, the graphic designer for the Dre's, and Tall came in as the as the new. 
I guess he was my boss. He came in and he was just like wearing this totally non-tall. If you see how tall his dress is, how tall dress is pretty much every day. All black. Tall came in with wearing like this dress shirt and he was wearing this little like, he had like a floral like Herschel briefcase in this old school yeah, like white, white MacBook yeah. laptop, super old school like yeah. laptop. As soon as he pulled that out, all I was the like, files are in, I was like, who is that. this guy? You know, and he was just like, at first, I was like, I don't know if we're going to click, right? And then that night, they had like this uh, like uh, event for all the workers, employees to go up and like have like a little social hour. And I remember for some reason, like while I was walking out, Tall was like, I saw him like across the room. He was kind of like looking at me. And I like looked at him and we caught eyes and he kind of like gave me like a nod. And I was like, okay, that was weird. I don't know if he thinks I'm getting too loose. I'm like getting too loose, you know? And then it kind of like <laughs> the next day, I don't know what it was, but like, we were just like, like, you know, when we you became like, his best friend, clicked. you know, we when did. you like link, you find like a brother that's like a long lost brother. Yeah. And then you like everything, like, you know, like a, almost like a old school. Oh no, it was a stepbrothers movie, you know, when they like repeat the same yeah. lines and then they look at each other and they go, did we just become best yeah. friends? Yeah. That was like the same thing. Like tall and I, for some reason have like a very, uh, innate sense of like remembering lines from movies or oh, yeah. have like very like he's three years older than i am and we won't drop ages but like i think we're very like on the same keel. old shit yeah same like older but youngers but like grew up in this really kind of like fast-paced environment but yet have like this really like photographic memory so when yeah. you meet someone that has like a similar memory like you it's kind of like and also like same kind of sense and i was like really flabbergasted and like and same like you like i was like say something tall like oh yo you like this graffiti artist and be like i know that guy and he'd be like, oh, man, you know this brand? He goes, I know the owner of that brand. And you'd just be like, totally oh, drop it. Well, who are you then? Wait, hold on. You know? I've known Drix in second grade. We don't finish each other's sentences, bro. Because Drix don't like you. Oh! <laughs> Damn. Damn. No, but I'm sure you guys have like, you know, you think like what drinks would think in a sense. And you know how he would like vibe if you had yeah. to like pick his next chess move. Like, I feel like some people you vibe with enough that you can kind of like mimic well, yeah, I feel like how they're going to maneuver. I mean, the closest people that I have in my life, I feel like it's those people that like, it just happened. You know, it was like one ran. It was like a random moment just happened. And you're like, cool, bro. Like. I fuck with you. Yeah. Let's do it. Especially in Vegas. Like there's those nights are at the bar or at the club and you just like link up real quick yep. and you're like, oh, we, yeah, we're friends. We have the same. Do we just become best friends. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> Looking back and, and thinking back of the pictures that you would post in Dre's and kind of mm. like the vibe that was there. It looked like you were just like almost carefree at that moment. Yeah. Right. What would you say would, would be your biggest takeaway from those years of your life with Dre's? Well, Victor Dre is still like my mentor, right? So it's like he's still someone. That's the I, owner of Dre's, by the way, yeah, guys. He is the owner of Dre's. I mean, he found Excess, he created Excess, created Trist, uh, nightclubs in Vegas, uh, Dre's After Hours. He did Weekend at Bernie's, you know, that was his movies. Uh, Lady in Red, I think. I mean, his story. I mean, you Google Victor Dre and go back to like the 80s and 90s in, in LA. It's. Um, but he's always been there for me, like a father figure. Uh, Brian Affronte, one of the owners of Dre's, he's he's been a mentor to me for 15 plus years. Uh, they just kind of let me do what I do. Uh, Brian and Victor were like, hey, we, we want some help with marketing. It was before Dustin, Victor's kid, got out of college, before he like fully took over with Brian. Um, and they were, and they're all family to me. So like, we just need some help. You know, we, we don't... Uh, we don't have the budgets for the big DJs, you know, we're kind of going the hip hop route. Uh, I would say that Dre's was also there at like the perfect time, you know, uh, 
It was right about like, it was just when people are like, Hi. listen, EDMs has been around forever. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be here forever. I think it was just the perfect time that Dre's had Travis Scott, The Weeknd, um, you know, Future, you know, even the old school guys like Fabulous and T.I., you know, and it was just like, it was, I also brought like some parties like the Agenda Party where it was just like Agenda plus Travis Scott is just like, you know, crazy agenda versus Migos was fucking nuts. You know, um, it was, it was more like Brian's like, do what you do, but do it here at Dre's. And it was great. It was, I think it was nine months, Matt. I was there, you know, right. Yeah. Something like little, that. Uh, less or more. Yeah. You know, I've been, listen, I've been at less. Dre's since I was 21, <laughs> you know, like literally like I've been going to Dre's after hours since I was 21. It's kind of crazy when you look at how short the time was, but the impact it was. Yeah. But like I said, it wasn't just me. It was, it was like all of us there at the right time. And For Victor kind of letting me and Matt, you know, do what we do. And that's what I'm saying too, is like sometimes when you get into the creative world is you can't really measure no. what the, like what it would be, like what it would cost. And for me, the measurements on impact and, I looked at going to Dre's. I didn't look at going to Dre's. I looked at going to hang out with you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that thought that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, to the point where people probably thought that it was your club. Yeah, right? I Cause, wish. And because <laughs> the way it carried itself, you know, and and it says something too how timeless it is. Because yeah. no matter what happens, I mean, Excess was made how many years ago, and it's still like relevant. Like, I think it's more than 15. I think 17 even. Like, and, and the, the design yeah. of that, the design of Dre's, you know, um, Excess to me till this day, and Victor does. Designed it so it's like doesn't matter who works there now or who's running it victor dre designed the most beautiful club in the world is excess like yeah. you don't he designed that club for no djs if you walk down the stairs from the entrance to the left where the sound booth is that's now where that's where the dj used to be they used to just be hidden like he would hide it because you'd walk into the most beautiful club you know and you being at Dre's, do you at 21 years old? Do you feel like that kind of launched you off to be? Nah, I've been now? I've been going to nightclubs since I was 15 years old. I'm sure you kind of knew them before you started working with them. So uh, I knew I've known Victor's entire squad, and it's been through chapters of squads. I've known all of them. I've seen some of them completely get out of nightlife, and some of them are still in it. And there, there's no clowning it. It's nightlife in vegas is way different than nightlife anywhere in the world it's like a real job you know because there is a nightlife in la so yeah but nightlife's in nightlife? la like clubs are like six months and then it's like next what's the next club what do we get i've seen some clubs be, like be like eight different nightclubs because people's attention span just runs out especially with the new generation i have a 26 year old brother and man like i can't get his attention for 10 minutes you know, <laughs> so it's crazy. Hey, uh, Tav, can you call me? I'm still waiting. Yeah, Tav, he's still waiting for that call. Yeah, so, like, speaking of that, he's like mad in the social media world. Do you, and you're kind of on the first like wave of the social media. Yeah. You're like, I guess, early Twitters, Facebook days, early Instagrams. And uh, I know you brought that to the Dre's life and your, own, and your personal life as well. And do you think, how did you kind of see that first wave coming in the social media realm? Because we had Perez on last week and he was kind of in, in I a similar I think MySpace vein. was like the first thing that I thought was very interesting. I was more like, damn, you get to tell people what you're doing and there's called followers and like they follow you and you could get, you can get uh, messages out there for them. So I think Aaron and I, my best friend, like I think we, we use that to, to a lot of things, for, for a lot of things of just getting 
getting information out there. You know, brands started, they started getting a following. Then you had like your Tila Tequilas of the world and she was friends with, you know, like we all had, we were top eight, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, she taught me a lot, you know, of like how that world worked as far as like, I would say she's one of the, besides Paris, obviously, and the, the fame, fame, like, She's like one of the first like influencers out there. And was she like in the scene in LA before oh she God, was even yeah. famous? Tila, famous? Yeah, of course. Yeah. She, like so people was, already knew who she was. Yeah, yeah. everyone knew who Tila was. Man, that's seems like that's another name drop right there. Just like that, like Casual. pull out the word. I've like, seen oh Tila in twenty years. What was that you know? show called? Shot of Love or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like years. Like, dude, I haven't seen Johnny. That was years after. Johnny was a reject. Johnny signed up as a thirteen-year-old kid. Ready to meet Tila Tequila. Sent a picture in and everything. Everyone had her on their MySpace. Everyone had her on their See how how you took care of everybody that walked in, right? Do you think that's part of like your upbringing? Because you're the the oldest brother, and you're you're like a father figure to to your younger brothers. Do you think that that played a part? Because I don't think a lot of people know how you know vital and how much of a father figure you are to your two brothers yeah i mean uh i raised my two brothers you know uh my dad was in and out of jail uh i kind of left home really early um tav i i fully raised you know tom tom left home early too and did his own thing uh but we we stuck together it's us it's been us three you know, for as far back as we can remember. So, but I always taught them, you know, and I opened the gates for both of them. You know, that I do know as far as like, here's the key. You guys can go. I did all the work for you Dry type foundation. of thing. But Tav and Tom took it to just a whole different level. You think if they were to make like a movie, uh, like a movie of your life that they would like, when would they start to introduce your dot connecting ability? Because I guess like if we had to give an elevator pitch, short and sweet, tall is a dot connector. And he's used that to be a man of many hats in his in his career so far. But I think dot connecting is one of the ones you're most well known for, right? So more in like the high school realm. Yeah, high school for sure. So when that's when you started feeling like, hey, I can like, I got a friend that's got a friend and yeah. they and should on, meet on each on other? A lo- on a lower level scale of like artists and things like that, you know, clothing brands, you know, because that's when I, I started at like age 15, 15, 16 in the clothing industry. Uh, Just kind of as like a product place guy? kind of. Not even. I, uh, I, I first started running around with this brand called Gypsies and Thieves that stands for GAT. Um, and later on, it turned into a green apple tree. Um, and that was like a huge graffiti background. M- mostly, they made most of their money, I think, um, from like uh, from those like raver pants, you know. Oh, they, like the Jinko yeah, jeans? Yeah, like the Jinko. Jinko was across yeah. the street or like over the road. That's the hoop on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah all that. Uh, but like massive, like not like Dickie or Ben Davis type of baggy, like gangster shit, but like super like bell bottom ish right but like a new generation of bell bottom and they made crazy money because for a while me growing up there was a store before zoomies or Paxson. there was miller's outpost oh i remember remember? so like there was that um that's kind of like where all like the taggers and everyone would go and like i think it was massive in the in those stores they kind of had that t-shirt wall before yeah, the t-shirt wall 100 you know? like yeah. a hot topic just straight just pimp that yeah, t-shirt wall sure. out. that for was no sure. outpost before anybody. and also uh seeing these all these kind of points of your life i'm sure you hit a lot of place a lot of times where you're like i'm at my peak you know what i mean and yeah. then you were like holy crap probably right yeah. now you're like i'm at my peak right now yeah you know no, what i mean like stuff like different there was a uh, 
I mean, I what wasn't getting paid. I wasn't even getting paid. Like I was just getting free shit. I'd take that free shit and give it to someone, you know, like I would use it, I guess, all the jobs that I You're like using like I used I used those brands to move me forward. Gotcha. Hmm. You know, so like when I worked for Tribal or when I worked for Vestal Watches or when I worked for Reebok, like I just used all these people to give me product to get me to another level. Were you the one that brought Reebok to Agenda back then when it was Shaq? No, and- I think that was Aaron. I mean, Aaron, listen, we could talk about that in a bit, but Aaron did what Agenda was. You know, do like, you think I just time? helped our relationships grow, you know, like because of because Aaron, Aaron's a way different Aaron than you guys know now. You know, like he wasn't, Aaron was always, he's all, he's oh, all about, YouTube's he's out all there. about business you should still, YouTube but like Aaron was not like, I would do a lot of the talking for us as far as like just relationships, you know, and once I got the relationship going, Aaron would do what he does, you know, but now Aaron's, it's my idol. Yeah. There's some good videos of him with the Lokes on, yeah, yeah, yeah. you he know, with like the, the long lokes. hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just to like barely like low key yeah. talking. There's some good interviews. If you and really probably seen, uh, seen a lot of the culture kind of like between la it was like kind of like fashion yeah. art i mean just it just went everywhere you know what i mean like there's uh too many different types of levels congested into one area uh do you feel like you know uh being part of the la scene also helped you get to where you're at right now absolutely and do you feel like uh also because i know Personally, uh, the way you are incorporated with graffiti art, you feel like that has also helped you get to where you are. Yeah, so working for Gypsies and Thieves and things like that, I I became friends with a lot of people, you know, personally that, you know, things I'm a part of. Um, And they, uh, there's a guy named uh, Eclipse, you know, he started uh, a big graffiti crew called AWR, you know, um, the seventh letter, things like that. msk like the biggest biggest (laughs) yeah you know the biggest and he took me under his wing like like a father figure like he literally became like my dad i've known the man since i was 15 years old i still talk to him you know a couple times a week he's always there for me he's always there for my family um he's literally like 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 a dad to me and um he made sure that i was always like always taken care of always at the best places always made sure that i was at the parties like and, you know, and I, I owe this man a lot, you know, and he always made sure that nothing was to ever happen to me. And that's like, I salute that. And I, it's, it doesn't go unnoticed, you know. Was graffiti like what the cool kids were doing or more of like outcasts back when you were growing up? Outcasts. I mean, okay. it's sure. still, it's now it's different, but you know, uh, outcasts for sure. I mean, do you, do you feel like, I mean, graffiti has changed in a lot of sense, especially in LA because yeah. Back in the day, it was like tag banging and you were going against. What's tag banging? Tag banging is whenever you were tagging and like, but crossing some hood out and then like putting your hood and you were banging your, your crew as if it was. I didn't know about all this. Because. uh, Tag banging. In LA, in LA, it's known that any gang member, real gangs don't like graffiti artists. It's green light on any graffiti artist. If you see, if you see a graffiti dude, that way you have green lights right in front of you. <laughs> you got green lighted. What does green uh, light so mean? 
Green light is about, means that you better start praying right now because you're about to get smoked, my boy. To, to which God? <laughs> to which God? Someone that, that will get you out the green light. In, bro. The Hindu But guy. that was a big thing in LA is because it was battery. It was that like was a battery. little before. That was way before my I mean, that was 90s, you know. Uh, when did you start uh, getting involved into like the graffiti culture? 97, 96. 96? Yeah. So girl's born. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, the first, that's, the, that's the first time I ever went to like the Venice Pavilion and like saw like a bunch of people that are like. Which Venice Pavilion is? Uh, the it's gone wall. now. It's the wall where you. Well, be now free. it's just one wall. Yeah, but it used to be little... like a full like park of walls. You know, it was crazy. That's yeah. thing, that area has changed a lot. Yeah, and I feel like even with the skate park being there and them yeah. and all that, it's yeah. there was no skate park it. when yeah. the pavilion was. Around. There were still skaters there. Yes, yeah, no skate park. Hundred percent. I think uh, Drake's hit on something like super key. Like you did all that in LA then. And today, do you think uh, with like all the, how social media is and the internet, like a kid could do it in Ohio, like the kind of life you lived? Or do you have to kind of like go to the, go to the like ecosystem? Life in Ohio is different than life in LA though. That's two different. No, I, I well, I'm just saying. You like, just compare social media a connector and a guy of many faces and <laughs> oh, culture no. and be a mover and shaker no. in Ohio. No, like no, just no, kind of no. like. You have to kind of go to the go to the ecosystem. I think the you got to go to like a culture spot, right? Like New York, Chicago, Atlanta, um, you know, L.A. Things like that. Ohio. My wife's from Ohio, bro, and they're doing some crazy stuff in Ohio right now. You probably. know, so Cleveland. I, yeah. What do you like? What do you see like similar from like growing up in L.A. and then moving? How long you been in Vegas for? I think almost nine years. What, yeah, what, about what, nine what would, years. What would you say is like similar? Nothing. Nothing. No. At all. So what? So what do you think? Like when you transition, how are you? Because it seems like I moved out here because of my girl. That was it. I didn't move out here for anything else. If if my girl didn't save me, I wouldn't. I'd still be in LA. I, I love like, LA. I'll 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 be LA till the day I die. Oh, I feel like yeah. a lot of Las Vegas and just like a new city. Go back to the '30s. It wasn't even the city, the city that it is now. But uh, I feel like. At, Las Vegas always kind of incorporated that LA culture to Las Vegas. Mm. You know what I mean? Like rather than picking up culture from from New York. You know what I mean? Mm. Like when Jose came out here from New York, I was like, I, it was just like, you know what? He just had a different way of being. Like the way he talked, the way he walked, everything's just different from the East Coast to the West Coast. Mm. And I feel like Vegas kind of always incorporated in L.A. Yeah, you know I think I mean? it's like 10 months difference, right? Like everything that's popping in L.A., like in 10 months, it's going to be popping in Vegas. It's just it has this like It like was kind of, it kind of like shift over, like we, They just do cool. it on steroids here. The yeah, money, in the club the, scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even like in the fashion, I think everything. like the trendiness and everything you see, like even like how people live and thrive and just ball out. It's kind of like you watch it on Instagram and then in 10 months, you like see it in, in Well, in it's person. really weird too because like how Drick said, like you're SoCal. And then you're North Cal, and that just one state, it's completely different. But I think it's how like, things, how people dress, oh, yeah, yeah. how people talk. So, like, I mean, I think Vegas is like almost like a microcosm of the United States. It's a melting pot of everybody. Super trans. That's why you see like everything here. Whenever you Be go true. to LA, everybody calls each other like, what's up, dick? <laughs> and it's like, it's just a normal. What? Yeah. That's a thing. No, no that's one a thing. says that in LA. That? That's no. a thing. That's what a part thing. of what's LA? What's up, dick? Yeah. Everybody's what's like, up, yo, dick. dick? Yeah, that's no. a thing. And I, okay, no. so Can, where's Vegas, the fact check on that? Hold up! No, 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 no! Fact Ve- check. Vegas is not a that. it's not a melting pot though, because I come so? from a melting pot. No, I don't you, think you, there's you, a good culture in Vegas this, yet, but yeah, I think yeah. it's getting there. We can create it, but like, so uh, like for example, when you talk about Hispanics, right? How many Hispanics can you name that you know or probably grew up with? 
probably say Mexican, Salvadoran. Who told her. That's it. Right? Yeah. But then you didn't even name like a 10% of them. So imagine going to school with every nation's represented. Like imagine in your class, you have somebody almost from every part of the world. Oh, like in California, that's more or, like how the same or in New York. Yeah. I don't think California, I think California is a little more segregated. I think since New York is uh, a little more on top of each other, right? Because like it's only 27 square miles, New York City, where LA is massive, right? So like you got everybody more on top of each other. But in my class, I had in a group of like 40 or 30 kids, there was probably 20 different ethnicities. Yeah. That, that to me is more of a melting. Do you think though in like New York City though, because of how tight it is and how condensed everybody is though, that like like everyone kind of lives the same and like to see like the exact opposite as to like almost in LA, you can just like hop, skip it and jump and be in like like Hollywood or Beverly Hills. You can almost see it. Like in San Francisco, you can just hit Knob Hill in like five minutes and be in like like seeing like a million dollar mansions. Yeah. Like where like in in New York, you almost have to like kind of like trek a little distance. Like you can actually be in like a section of New York, like almost like let's say like East uh like um yeah, East New York, Brooklyn. a little more, a little more, you know, like homely and neighborhood this, oriented, right? This is the craziest hasn't been gentrified yet. Yeah. This is the craziest part about New York that if you haven't lived there, I don't even know if you're going to like understand what I'm saying, but every neighborhood smelled different and felt yeah. different. Like when you will walk to a neighborhood, like you can kind of tell where you're at by how you felt and like the seasons, like you didn't even need to know like what seasons it was. It's crazy, but like you can tell like every neighborhood had their own like signature scent. How quick was it from like the low to the rich? Was it quick? Like a hop skippy? Cause that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> you was going Queens. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, yeah. disco down. I wonder what yeah. Bronx smelled like. Yeah. Um, they were they were pretty close. Like, you know, I lived in and when I was in Brooklyn, it, they called it South Slope and um, Park Slope, which is probably like so twenty blocks is one mile, but it was maybe ten blocks away. So you had like Spike Lee lived in Park Slope. Oh, and okay. I lived in South Slope, but we lived in completely different areas. But it was like right there. Okay, you know, but but you still saw like the 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 whip and like the the luxury of life kind of like blow by. Every you now can and then. definitely see. Um, so like the I mean the only difference when when you have a lot of brownstones is like where I lived, a lot of people lived in the brownstone. Where someone like Spike Lee lived, he only lived in the brownstone. Yeah, oh, but it was okay. the same brownstone. The only difference is how many people lived inside. Oh. I just I just feel like New York's a different. Oh, kind of they kind of share the same similarities. I get it, bro. You think New York is better? No, no, no. I I think I'm, I'm a West Coast <laughs> New guy. New York better than California. But think about it. Yeah. Like, L. A. has fashion. New York has fashion. L. A. has art. New York has art. It's kind of like bump heads. It's always been that West Coast, East Coast. My Honestly, favorite. Personally, my favorite. I think the West Coast is the best coast. There you go. I'm there sorry, you go, Jose. Bro. You were born in Queens, but uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, you know. It's all evolved and it's all changed and it's kind of connected together. And I feel like even with art, it's, it's, it's connected in a different way. Like New York art is different from Philly art. You know what I mean? As well as, as Bay Area art was different from LA art and Seattle and all that included. I think it was like New York is a lot more cutthroat from like looking outside in. I feel like LA was a little bit more inclusive and in how people may have collaborated. I'm not 100% sure. In New York, you had to like... You had to be good, but then you had to like beat out everybody else. It was it's depending on what kind of art you're talking about. That's at least you know 
the way I think like getting LA up is art. always respected, or the West Coast, in, in a sense, is always respected essences of the East Coast. Like, I think if you go to like Martha Cooper or Original Graffiti, like Subways, like people love that yeah. shit. Like All City, like that shit kind of comes from like a, like a, a place, right? And we kind of took it and we make it our own, just like anybody should. Like the like South Tupac? takes the hip hop music and they make it their own down there, and you can't understand what they're saying. But like everywhere has an ability to kind of like gravitate towards something they like and just take a little piece. And I feel like the West Coast does a lot of that with New York and like, you know, pulls pieces and then they kind of make it their own. And then like it, it almost like they almost make in a, in a, just a, a little biased percentage, like not just LA, but West Coast makes it better in a sense. I mean, I don't know about that. And <laughs> I mean, it just, it just, it but just, different. <laughs> it just differs because then you got Germany graffiti. You know what no, I mean? but here, you got Tokyo yeah. graffiti, like Japan, oh, yeah, Japanese graffiti. Or Spain or something it's like that. Every, yeah, it's crazy. Worldwide. Yeah. Like, Those what, people, what do you, what do you think that, what is the beauty of being in graffiti? What sets the graffiti allegedly from art? being in graffiti? It's just a, oh, it, it, it's the adrenaline. The depending on how you do it, uh, the adrenaline, the the addiction, therapy. Who do know, you think is the most impactful graffiti artist ever? Of ever? Yeah. You, you better not say Banksy. That's but that's not a graffiti no, no, that's not um, let me find uh, out um I, there's so many i mean scene is one of them risk is one of them um eclipse because of what he's done uh revoke saber um you know it what G, gk you know um there's just there's a lot that put in different times of work you Where know was GK zesser from? You guys from LA? Oh, like what crew was he rolling with? MSKWR. MSKWR. Okay. okay. I mean, so, he was definitely known. Everybody knew GK. Every, everybody GK still knows GK. Yeah, he just goes good. under different names. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I hope. I run into some. He, he's still. He's still. There is no one crazier than that fool. Period. But in today's podcast, we don't have the budget for the whole episode because of the guest that's on <laughs> here. So we're gonna move it along, and I want to like bring our attention to. I wanted to talk about what do you think would be your hardest times like in a creative world? And then like, what do you think would be like your biggest accomplishments? Sure. My hardest times is just living in my car. Uh, that was the hardest time of my life. Uh, my dad had to like leave and my mom and I weren't really talking and I just didn't have much and I didn't want to go to my friends. I was embarrassed. Um, uh, that was like the roughest time of my life. Uh, but I ended up having to suck it up and I did go to like four of my really close friends and they, uh, I slept on, on their couch, uh, for, for a few months. Um, and that was, that was rough. Cause I had zero, I had zero money. They, they took care of me. Um, was this why you're a teenager? Or no, I was in, uh, I was like 23 one of those uh, one of those was Aaron? No, not yet. What was the car yeah. called? It was a Ford Aspire. What was the name of the car? What you call the Skittle. And Eclipse Skittle. came up with that the name. Skittle? Eclipse came up with that name. I gotta see that car. Yeah. Uh, Google it. Yeah. Ford Aspire two door. It looks just like and a it was Skittle. Teal. It was teal. Hundred percent yeah. Skittle. Definitely it Skittle. It literally <laughs> looks like a Skittle. What do you think is your biggest accomplishment? Some tough questions. Um I don't think I've I've gotten there just yet. Uh, I think there's been chapters. Um, I, I work for, for a family that's made me, uh, they've set me up for success. Uh, T 
to, you know, I didn't get to go to college. I couldn't afford college. I didn't want to go to a local college, like a community college, because I thought I was better than that. I couldn't go to art school because I couldn't afford it. The, the scholarships I was getting, I couldn't even get because it just, my parents still couldn't afford it. So I feel like I'm going to a university right now and it's for the people I work for. Um, I want to stop you right there. You said work for. Uh, that's I'll, where it's. No, that, no, I know. Yeah. But a lot of people have a problem with saying that. Yeah. Because in today's society, yeah. it's pitching that you're the boss, you're the owner, you're the Far big guy. From a boss. But being in your position for you to say that so freely yeah. as the truth, like to me, should be showcased or or even highlighted because most people don't like to use that word. And it comes from, you know, what people define as success. And, and everybody thinks it's just like owning your own thing, you know? So. Well, I don't own my own. I mean, I'm partners and things you know um, like truff yeah yeah like truff uh but i do you know have a boss or bosses and i'm took me a long time to like marinate on that you know because you are like as you get older you're like man i don't want to work for anyone but like that's just life you know like, how was that process of marinating on that uh like what did you do like or what did you you know i sh i i zipped it up and listened and i didn't do that for many years you know uh I always thought I knew everything. I'm not I'm not saying I still don't have that. I have my own battles in my head. Um, but I, I had to, I just, certain people in my life have taught me to be better. I have certain people that test me in life to, to just <laughs> see if I would snap. You know, um, I have a friend, his name's JJ. Uh, one of my dearest friends, known him for, for a long time. I feel like JJ tests me like every like six months to see if I'm going to like, you know, Nap. bark, you know? Uh, and I, I think he does that to, to just be, to get me better at who I am. Um, so. All right. I got a question. So kind of going along the lines with what Sosa was saying um, with society today, how everyone feels like, or they're embarrassed to say, Hey, I work for somebody um, in your eyes. How do you measure success? Or like, what would you say is like that level of like, you've hit, like you, you're successful now. Yeah. You know, Matt used to ask people that all the time. No, uh, that was not coached. That was not coached. My yeah. question was uh, your favorite yeah, curse, your favorite curse, word. curse word. So you can, ask, you can ask that no. one next. Uh, I think truff, because I'm a part of it. I've been a part of it since day one. Uh, that is the closest I've felt to like a crazy success, right? Like we're one of the biggest hot sauce brands on the planet. You know, we're number one on Amazon. You know, I see people using it all the time that I don't even know, you know, uh, and I helped get it there. Uh, I helped make a hot sauce company into a brand, you know, think, think Beats by Dre. That's what we think of as truff. When people mm. are like, I'm seeing it in Neiman Marcus, you know, or like, it's like, yeah, because we're a brand. Like you could put me in Costco and put me next to Beats by Dre and we'll sell a lot of hot sauce on in that aisle. That's not food because we look at ourselves as a brand, not just a, a food, right? Um, again, working for the guys I work for, uh, a few projects that we've that I've been a part of have felt like home runs to me. Some of them have been massive strikeouts, but it's helped me to get better. I cried about it. I hated it. I, 
I was embarrassed, you know, like, especially in this city, you know, Vegas is like us weekly. People just <laughs> like to fucking chirp, but they won't talk. They won't say it to your face. Um, but there are some, there are some people in this town that will take the time to just be like, you were cocky. You were, you know, you, you know, you thought you knew it all, you know, and I was, you know, me and the team, my team that I had, like, we learned as we went, you know, and like I said, I didn't get to go to college and, you know, a few of my first projects were, you know, that was my university. That was my college. Those were my courses that I was like, I don't wish that stress on anyone. Also seeing you with your team build up uh truff to where it's at. Would you consider yourself an influencer? I don't know. I, I feel like I have influence on, on the crew I've been around or the people I've met. I've never really asked anyone for anything. So saying like, hey, try my hot sauce. If you like it, post about it. Yeah. That went a fucking long you way. You never told us that. We're, we're, <laughs> I don't we're think just love it. <laughs> Listen, we, we send with it. If you post it, great. Thank you. You know, um, I don't think influencer, but I want to say kingmaker. Sure. I think that's more fitting because, I mean, I want to say it, um, and I say this to you all the time, but the biggest names that I've gotten to cut has been because of you. And you have this thing that you tell me all the time. And it's like, so, because like you would say, hey, I'm going to go to here, here. I'm like, bro, let me know if they need a haircut. And you'd be like, you think I don't speak for you? Yeah. And then I didn't, in the beginning, I was like, okay, what does that even mean? And then as the time went by, I was like, dude, that's like, that's like the, the highest honor for me is that someone speaking in the room. But, you know, I would attribute, I want to say, 75 80% of the bigger names or the bigger projects that I've been on because of you like literally because of you to me that's a kingmaker and I'm I'm your barber but imagine along the line right yeah. how many other people have you put in that position without credit without needing the justification of like I did this for you I don't ever ask for credit you know I uh people want to remember that I helped them out great and I think that there's a lot of people that I've helped out that that don't forget you know, and and they they've been there for me for for a lot of things. It's all. But I, I just want to interject. Really quick. I, for, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh. So, but don't change the topic. I'm just saying, if Jose, <laughs> if Jose, if Jose gets a blue check mark, that means that he's paying fifteen. But I don't know if you're. No, I don't know. <laughs> I heard, I heard you can get it for ninety nine now. You know. Wait. Wait. You know you can deny that. Hold on. Hold on. You know you can deny it. You can get eleven ninety nine. No. No. My boy been a blue check mark for a cool minute for a couple three years. How does it make you feel that you're going to start seeing people who pay five? I don't care about it. I, I also, I really don't. And I actually like. You're going to know who's faking the funk. But that's I not faking the funk. I, I don't answer no, DMs no, to cool. people I don't know. I don't, you know, like, like I'm 41. Like, like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like to pivot on how tall said, like how. 38. Oh man, I just gave my age out. Now people are gonna hit me on the DMs. Bro, I thought um, you were 28. Like 38. Yeah, 28, bro. Look at this. Uh, I'm just joking. Uh, Isn't your girl no, like one, 16? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Trying to get me trying to get me canceled, bro. Cut, it's definitely not cut, okay. 19. Uh, hey, hit, hit him with that question. Anyways, uh once I just was gonna say once Tall said to me, like, hey, he's uh He's helped a lot of people out and a lot of people turn their backs on him. And it kind of like, like it resonated with me hella hard. I was like, I'm not going to turn my back on you. And that's like, kind of like a thing I felt like, I don't know if he was like setting me up or just like telling me that like a lot of people, like when you help out in this business or in life, they like kind of forget, you know? And like, it's nice for you to say that and like, and like be like respective and like keep it in, in like the scope of like, Hey, I've done a lot 
through tall. And like, I think a lot of people like when tall helps people out, they kind of like the, the scope gets jaded and they kind of move it over. Like I, I did all this and it's, you know, the bubble gets big, the ego gets big. And I feel like tall's always been a nice guy and kind of just faded off into the sunset. Never really been like, Hey, asshole. But like, in a sense, he should do that more often. Call people asshole. Or just like yeah, the floor is yours. Get, get his flowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ask for the flowers when he needs them. Yeah, yeah, I, don't don't I, I don't forget. Yeah. So yeah. no, he doesn't forget. Yeah. Do you feel like having like the creative mind that you have, like you know, just being so creative, you're always like, what's next? I'm always on what's next. Yeah. Always. I mean, in all honesty, my brain works so my ADD is so insane that if I didn't have like a mat, I'd be in a lot of trouble. Because like to calm you down, like just everything, like. Right now, I, perfect example. The last two weeks has been like the craziest of my career. I would I would say it's been insane. If I didn't have Matt to like make sure I don't fucking fall back and die, like and mm-hmm. it, he's just like Matt. I mean, no matter what, if I left tomorrow and went to work for someone else, Matt's coming with me. Like that's like that's just the that's just the pact kind of we made. Yeah, and <laughs> and the money, you know, like but listen. How much were you making when I first yeah, met you? Yeah, I'm, I'm following How much you, were I'm, you making when I first met I'm you? I'm not going to drop numbers, but it was definitely sufficiently <laughs> nice. He, he, he is the first person I think about before myself. So that's yeah, guaranteed. 100%. That's dumb. 100% I, I remember that. when you went to um, the project you're at now, that that was your negotiating. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, no, I need this, this, and this for this person. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's pretty cool, man. I, um, I know you got to go on your shirt on time. Let's finish this off. We play this uh, game segment where we'll say a word or a phrase, and then we want you to come up with the first thing that uh, that comes to your mind. Take some turns. You look very scared right now. I'm just like, <laughs> why? Because <laughs> it's fun. I'll start it off. Um, influencer. Fuck. I have to say who? <laughs> oh, it does, whatever, whatever comes you to think. your mind. Like uh, word association. So when you think influencer, what, what's the first word that pops in your brain? Fuck, okay. Uh, no. UFOs. Real. Real. Kanye West. He'll be back. Ah. Art. Timothy Curtis. Graffiti. Revoke. Jesus, it was already your turn, bro. Relax. This guy's He's like, relax. Go ahead. Hit him with one. Hit him. I'm to ask him a question. Go ahead. Okay. Not, Next not tattoo. A word. Next tattoo. Next tattoo. And placement. Or are you just uh, dumb as fuck? My right hand. Right hand? Don't know what yet. Just some cool shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Just some cool shit. How about this? What's your worth? Billy, Billy's. Billy's. <laughs> That's a double, double Google edge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you did Billy. there. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the yeah. podcast, man. Chapter two. Chapter two. Yeah, we'll this, bring you back yeah. for a longer. Drake's Drick, got to go piss. More relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> I do got to piss. Yeah, this is the shortest one. Now we don't have to leave. Legit, I was like, man. Yeah. No, I got it. My, my had a wife thing. <laughs> yeah. Wife thing, flight. Yeah. To, well, be yeah. To, to be continued. To be continued. Right, to be continued. Continue. You want to know what a wife feels like. Hey, like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate Thank you. you. Peace, love, and happiness. Peace, love, and happiness.